man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Eagle Nation, welcome back to another episode of Gata Talk. Uh, Matt here with you, joined as always by Cody. Um, we are in episode ninety-three, Cody. Wow, if you can believe it. Yeah, wow. I know. I was uh, I was hoping it was going to be a nice round number because I was like, oh, maybe I'll. I'll lead with that, but um, not not yet. Closing in on 100 episodes, so we'll definitely give that a call out when it happens. But uh, the point here was basically uh, thank you for listening, right? Thank you for supporting us. Um, continue to spread the word, uh, whether this is your first time listening to us or your 93rd time listening to us. Um, yeah, you know, uh, follow us, like us on all the socials um, at Gotta Talk Podcast, and certainly spread the word. Um, the only way we can grow is with your help. So your continued support listening to us, but also helping this thing grow. And um, yeah, just spreading the word to anyone you know that that loves Georgia Southern football and, and might uh, find us entertaining, informational, you know, us piss them off. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you need, we we, we can do it for you. Um, Hashtag accountability. Um, So (laughs) uh, with that uh, milestone mark, while 93 uh, episodes isn't impressive, we passed 30,000 downloads. Oh, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I would have lit off with that that and not the random number. Yeah, that was pretty I know, I know. It's fine. Woohoo! I I was right. like, <laughs> I was originally good. Yeah, I was originally going to leave with if it's your first time listening or ninety third time. But anyway, anyway, and we, in <laughs> fact, I'm sure have plenty that have listened to every single episode, and we certainly appreciate you. Um, you know, we, you, you know who like you if are. This was a ninety third birthday. I'd be like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Like ninety three birthdays, that's right. a lot. Ninety three episodes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the point here is, yeah, thirty thousand plus downloads and growing. We want, you know, to we're in the fifth season. We obviously want to hit. 60,000 then 100,000 a lot faster than we hit the 30. Um, so again, we can only do that with your support. Please take time out of your day to, you know, just to share us on your socials, tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your dog, whoever you need to tell, um, you know, and, and go listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. So, um, amen and amen. With that, <laughs> with that said, Cody, um, Another loss. George Southern falls to three and two on the season. This one uh, was a tough one. Um, Very tough. Uh, conference opener against Coastal Carolina on the road there in Conway, uh, thirty-four to thirty. Um, this was a back and forth game. It was a defensive battle in the first half, seven seven at halftime. Probably the best our defense has looked all year, at least through two and a half, almost three quarters. Through three quarters um, and three minutes. Their defense looked and, really yeah, good. Yeah, and then. And it just the wheels fell off, but um, yeah, and then and then you know the offensive shootout that a lot of people expected there, um, you know, in in the late in the third, and then certainly for for most of the fourth. Um, so so yeah, Cody. I mean, I, I a lot to unpack here. Obviously, it's it's Southern Not State Week, um, Georgia State Hate Week, 
and we'll we'll get we'll into get that. that. We'll, we'll preview that. the kitty cats. We'll talk about the game there at the baseball field and in Atlanta, and um and and have some fun facts. Hashtag fun facts. We're bringing it back. So so should, uh, should it be fun facts or should it be gotta talk facts? It could be gotta talk facts. We're just gonna switch up the hashtag. No no no. I'm just um, just talking. Just talking. We can gotta switch it up. Yeah. I think fun facts. Is okay, fine. we'll keep um, it with fun facts. So, so yeah, with this game, I guess you know the big thing that stands out. You know, Cody, both of us listen to the. I guess you listened to the press conference. I did not get to catch that today, um, but uh, you know we're recording this Monday night. Uh, obviously, I, you know we both watch the coaches show, um, and you actually had a question answered uh, on the coaches show. So, that, so uh, shout out to you for that um, <laughs> about playing at a baseball stadium. So we'll we'll uh, we'll get to that when we preview uh, the kitty cats. Technically, but, he only um, asked half of. I guess I, I gave him two questions, and he picked the latter. Oh, he picked the easy one. Yeah, he, he picked yes. the softball question. But anyway, so so with your first question, right? It, it was um, that th- this was a good coaches show. You know, there there was a lot um, of context given. I guess you can say uh, from Helton. You know, three segments with him. Obviously, you know, Twitter and the rest of you know the social media um, stratosphere was um, was booming, right? With a lot of opinions, a lot of quarter, uh, you know, armchair quarterbacks of. We should have ran when we passed. Or we should have passed when we ran. We should have called a timeout here, gone for it here instead of kicking the field goal. This and that, and not that all those were wrong opinions, um, but no. but like it, the that coaches show I think shed light on a lot of stuff, and um, certainly the officiating wasn't great. Um, you know, it hasn't been all season. Ray and Charles and Stevie you know, Wonder could have done a better job than those refs out it there. It was pretty bad. Obviously, the one that stands out, I think, for most people um, would be that final drive for Coastal Right, where it keeps them alive. We have two uh, big stops there, and then we get the pass interference call. Um, and, you know, and that gives them new life. They obviously come down and score. But it's really what happened before that. And, yes. and what most people were mad about was clock management on our standpoint. But, Cody, walk us through kind of what Coach Helton uh, talked about there in the in the coach's show and, and why he was so angry on the sideline and, and what ultimately ended up being a huge factor um, in that clock management, giving them too much time and, and uh, giving them the, the go-ahead score. Yeah, so just to preface this i was as upset as anybody about the clock management in those final two minutes and was very upset that we didn't run the ball three times but after hearing this i at least understand their thought process and i'm not mad about that situation anymore. but to get to the situation you had the personal foul do you remember who the ride receiver was was it singleton i think it was singleton i think it was singleton okay so one. you had the unnecessary roughness got to the three yard line Apparently, and I didn't know this rule, I don't know if you knew the rule, Matt, but I didn't know this rule, that when there's more than two minutes left and a half, that the team that had been fouled against, so us, had the option of choosing if the clock could start or stop after the after the penalty, after the ball was set. And either they didn't give us that option or they told Coach Helton that, no, the clock is going to remain stopped until the ball is snapped. So there at least should have been 25 seconds that should have rolled off the clock um, in that situation, but didn't. Or Jamie Chadwell and Coastal had to use the timeout. And obviously that let them save a timeout. And if you take that into consideration and what Helton said, based on 
you know, their numbers and their stats and what they have. If we would have ran the ball three straight times and the officiating would have done what they would have done correctly, they already would have been left with about 40 seconds left of game clock. So if the game had been officiated correctly, then obviously we'd have ran the ball three straight times, got it down to about 40 seconds, kicked the field goal, and then we probably end up winning the game at that point because I don't know if they have enough time to get it down. And then you have to trust that their field goal kicker who already missed one, even though they've been perfect all year, he had missed one early in the game, if he actually makes it. So that at least helps me explain that aspect of it is why the clock was so the clock management aspect. Now you get into they didn't do it correctly. The clock is stopped. There's still what two twenty when the first play is ran. They call their first timeout. There's like two ten left. Really, if you run the ball two more times, you're still gonna give them the ball with about a minute and twenty, minute and a half left. You might as well at least at that point try a play or if you think that the passing attack or that you have a pass play that can work or if you see coverage that you think you find favorable why not try the pass play and that's kind of what they did they had man coverage on the outside they thought they could get it they didn't execute it that happens the next play they thought that the coverage was going to be um some sort of zone not man they ran the ball with Jalen white he said that they missed the block plain and simple and that they tackled we kicked the field goal Obviously, we know the rest of the story after that. But at least that explanation helped me to understand that the coaches just weren't clueless when it came to time management at the end of the game and that there were reasons behind they did what they did. And we still may not be happy about it. And you you may think, well, let's still just run the ball and get it down as close as you can. And I understand that. I think, Matt, you understand that thought philosophy as well. But, you know, if we throw the pass play and we score the touchdown – then, then is anybody crying about play selection at that point? And probably we no. both would say no. Um, the only question at that point would be, would you go for two or not? <laughs> you know, right? And then, and then we would have a whole other discussion if that went wrong or if that went right, and yada yada yada. But at least I have confidence now that the 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 offensive staff was just not completely clueless in those final two minutes. Right, and we saw the rest of the game, right? I mean, play calling has been largely really good all, all year, yes. right? Um, offensively, and um, and then, and, you know, through much of this game, you know, it was no different. Um, you know, we have the fourth one call, right, where Jalen White takes it in for the, the big touchdown. Um, you know, th- those were all good play calls, and, and you're right. Like, if, if that one gets stuffed, then people would say, oh, you kick it there, or, you know, like, yeah. but there's always going to be those situations. with the first quarter on the first yeah. drive. Um, so I think I was talking with another friend. He was like, well, why don't you take the points there? I'm like, well, you can, but I'm not going to be mad at a coach who's trying to be aggressive. If you think you have a play that can work and you run it and it works great, but I don't think I will ever be upset at a coach who's being aggressive in a situation. You're on the road, you're trying to take a lead and not only just a lead, but not settle for a field goal. And and to me, it's a great opportunity to go and try to take advantage of that and to, and to be aggressive in that situation. So I'm not mad at some of these fourth and short calls that we're going for it. I like it. It's great. No, I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most of the time we end up converting them, to be honest with you. But it's like the unnecessary risk, right? Like if it's fourth and 10, you know, and we're back on our 35, obviously if they go for it, you're like, what are you doing? Um, right. But in these situations, no, go for it, you know, be aggressive and, and show the opposing team right off the bat 
that we came here to win and we came here to play and we're not backing down. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously the big story, like we said in, in this one, I mean, I would say not really offense. I mean, you know, again, we're you know 12th in the nation in total offense. Um, we had 462 yards in this one. Um, we, uh, you know, 284 passing, 178 um, rushing, uh, did throw an interception, tied uh, in the turnover margin there. Uh, they fumbled the ball once, um, obviously. Which was know, right was after key, the interception. It was a key play that they yeah, did. It was a key play. It was a key play. Um, definitely a turning point, but – but yeah, so and and then penalties too for us, you know, six for sixty yards. We've seen that in the last two weeks now, um, really three weeks going back to UAB, um, where you know we started the season pretty much mistake free, and we are seeing some mistakes there, and, and they're coming at you know the worst possible times, and and and, and killing us all on drives, but. Um, or given the, you know, the um, opposing offense new life. So with, um, you know, with this, I, yeah, offense, I thought overall good. Van Trees had a pretty good day, 26-43, 284, two touchdowns, had that interception. Jalen White had a huge day on the ground, 145 um, for a touchdown. Um, and then uh, Burgess uh, led in with seven receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. Um, but... Yeah, I, it, it was defense, right? Defense, Cody, like we said. I mean, it obviously been a question mark all year. You know, uh, the linebacker core somewhat not existed most of the year. Um, we knew that was going to be a problem. We knew we were, weren't very deep or experienced there. Um, you know, but in, in this one, it wasn't just the linebackers. You know, obviously we were weak. We've been weak against the run all all year. We know uh, Coastal has elements of the, of the option that they like to run. Um, they, you know, we outrushed them they only have 150 on on the ground first time facing Grayson McCall um, certainly not a hundred percent I think he showed that at times um, but he also showed why he's the reigning offensive player of the year and the preseason player of the year and offensive player of the week and yada yada yeah. yada um, <laughs> you know 23 for 34 Which I think 335 he woke up when he needed to wake yeah up. and I think it proves the point that I made the previous episode which I said the only way they win is if they play them I think mm-hmm. if they play any one of their backups, it's not even close. I don't think it's close. Nor do I they think it's a two score. Yeah, game, nor yeah. do they come back the way that they do. Yeah. Um. I, Coach Houghton also had another good stat. It was either the press conference or the or the coaches show, and he may have said it both times. But they only had one explosive play in the first half. Coastal did six in the second. Six half. in the second half with five coming in that last twelve minutes. Yeah. That's huge. Um. And. He also made a point in the press conference, which I was hoping to be the one to make on our show, but he kind of stole my thunder. We played the best overall football that we've played the entire season for those first 48 minutes of the game. No question about it. We may not put the points up that we wanted to, right? But overall, team-wise, we played great. We absolutely did. We have to be able including special including teams, special right? Teams, we talked yeah. about yeah, like, like it's something that we haven't mentioned a lot. But I mean, you had Raynard who who was perfect, yep. right? You had Beck. Um, uh, Beck with a with a monster punt and backing him up there on, at the one. Yep. Um, you had uh, Amar Jones, um, Amar Jones with a return, right? Got to get the ball in his hand mm-hmm. more, and uh, yeah, with a huge return. So I mean, all and three kickoff phases, return coverage right. was fantastic. Yep. You know, yep. the the terrible ESPN Plus announcers couldn't oh, stop raving so about how great the coastal return guy is, how fast he is, and we. Sh- I did the sync my game like I, I normally try to do and listen. Yeah, to that, those to guys, Danny and the crew. But I mean, th- this this literally it was 
these guys, they're the they're always so terrible. Bad. If you listen to a Coastal game when they're at home and you have to listen to these guys, I mean, honestly, if you can't sync it up with Danny or whoever, you know, did not have just a mute it because they're terrible. But no, I think literally there was a quote was uh, it was we were about to score and the guy was like, this is a big moment for both teams. If Georgia Southern scores, they get a touchdown. If Coastal stops them, it's a big stop. It was something like that. And I'm like, I can't do this. That's that's like that's terrible. That's it's so bad. At least when John Madden was obvious, it was like a kind of comedic effect. But that's just terrible. Um, but no, I the the whole three aspects of the game for forty eight minutes was great. Um, but those final twelve minutes, especially on defense, and you can kind of say really execution wise on offense, at least to put the ball in the end zone, just was could not happen. We couldn't finish, right? And that's yeah. when you're in these type of games, when you're going up against a perennial team in the conference, right? When you're going up against Coastal, yep. when we go up against App later on this season. You're going to have to finish not only the game, obviously, but you're going to have to finish these offensive drives and get them in the end zone. You're going to have to finish the drives on defense and get them off the field. Yep. If you can't do that, you know, you're going to end up losing the game some times out of 10. So as there was a lot of positives in this game, and we can't forget that as fans, but yep. there's this still shows how the game ended, that there's still a lot that this coaching – staff has got to work on if we want to seriously be in contention at the end of the year for the for the yeah, east division absolutely absolutely and 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 that's what i was like tweeting after the game i mean you know it's the first conference game right still got seven more um you know and again this is i mean we'll we'll see you can only uh kind of get so much gauge so much right out yeah. of um one conference game um and the coastal obviously being their second conference game of, of being georgia state on, on thursday night the week before um but you know who who knows is you know is, is coastal overrated maybe are they as good as years past you know maybe not um you know it's are they only going to win a handful of, of conference games from here on maybe well who knows but the you know the the point is is that, you know they, they came in they're five and zero um, they came in as the favorite um, you know or one of the favorites in the in, in the conference and in in the east um, and you know it's it's become a, a a tough place to play there in Conway even though the the crowd isn't necessarily like raucous or anything right but like um, and and we showed up there on you know the day of right because of the hurricane we all yeah. know that now and and of course we recorded before the game got pushed back three hours and and all that drama you know, unfolded um but you know i think we all know now <clears throat> what transpired there that we had to go up the same day because they weren't willing to push it to sunday um and and that's obviously unorthodox normally you, you know get up there you get to rest you get a walk full walk through all that kind of stuff practice um, well it just shows how scared coastal game. was yeah. of us i mean yeah. obviously they wanted to take advantage of the situation, which, first of all, is terrible. The the beach town that's 30 minutes away from you that you claim you're right next to is literally almost destroyed completely because Pumped. of yeah. this hurricane. And you have the coach and AD trying to take advantage of the situation. And then on top of that, the head coach, Jamie Chadwell, doesn't even tweet anything at all about people going through this hurricane or wish the best 
for the Myrtle Beach residents or South Carolina residents or nothing like that. But he has time to tweet about more tailgate. Oh, it's more time to tailgate. That kind of shows you the priorities that this coach has up there in Coastal. Yeah. Is he just does not care if it happens to um, be an advantage for his football team. He's going to take full advantage of it and doesn't really practice what he preaches. I mean, I'm just going to flat out just tell you. This guy oh, yeah. is just no. – if you're – a recruit and you're trying to you know hope that your kid goes to a coach that has faith-based values and that sort of stuff jamie may say a whole lot of good things but when it comes to practicing what he preached this whole situation just tells me just flat out that he doesn't do that um he actually uh, yeah, we're, we're held yeah. and I, I don't i don't know what network it was i might have been the georgia southern uh crew the radio crew they interviewed him but like literally held in the first uh post-game press conference that i heard or interview that i heard of him the first thing he said was like, first and foremost, this was just a football game. We're thinking of all the people that were affected exactly by, um, by the hurricane, right? Like yeah. that's the way you handle that. Yeah. So. No, not tweet. Oh, more Tom Tailgate. You know, yeah. no, like right. literally, the people that live within thirty minutes on the coast of the South Carolina just got storm surge, and all the piers are gone, and their businesses are totaled. Their lives are but destroyed. No, yeah. More tailgate time. Yeah. So right. there you go. That's the kind of man that Jamie Chadwell is. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, probably dodge a bullet on that one. I know he obviously he was uh canon and, and a lot of people's uh coaching search, uh, you know, high, high on their list a while back there for, for Georgia Southern. But, um, anyway, so with, with that, yeah, Cody, I mean, the, the point I was trying to make, I mean, coastal, I think is still a good football team. Are they going to end up ultimately winning the East? Who knows? Um, but this is a good football team. It was a huge test for us. Obviously it's one that, that you are absolutely correct. It's one that we need to go in and win and finish. Um, but you know, we are further along than most people, you and I included Cody thought we'd be at this point, yeah, right? Most I mean, people again, had a 12th in the nation in offense, 12th in the nation in offense. Yeah. And all, you know, all, all these polls and everything were like, Oh, there's no way they're going to make the transition. It's going to take two to three years at least. And this and that. And uh, you know, the S and P rankings, right? Like we're going to be somewhere in the hundreds and stuff. We are further along. We're, you know, 400 plus yards a game. Um, we're, we're still running the ball effectively. Um, again, special teams has improved. Yes, defense has largely been a problem for most of the year. Um, again, played really well in this year. And, but and this the defense for, even looks like they're improving. I know they, they, did, they are. I know they didn't they finish the game, but at least for 48 minutes, they looked like they knew what they were doing. And they, they looked really good against Coastal's option and run attack. They did, even though it appeared, discipline, even the spacing was that, good, the that, angles were better. Well, yeah, for the most part, it looked like there was nobody on Grayson McCall, which I was like screaming at the TV, like, "Is there anybody on him?" Because they had the running back, they had the dive guy, but they had nobody for Grayson on some of those options. Which plays. he exploited, him, I he think, did. in the second half. He did. Yeah. Um, but for forty-eight minutes, they played the best team defense I've seen them play all season. They just have to do it yeah. for sixty. I mean, honestly, yeah. they do, and I don't know. You know, I know that when we're up by two possessions in the fourth quarter that I'm sure Coach Harris and Coach Whitley are all preaching, don't get beat deep, don't get beat deep, let nobody get behind you, let's make them, you know, work their way down the field. So I don't know if Coastal just had great, you know, a scheme, a great schematics on their plays that they were calling that that confused what we were doing on defense because you couldn't really tell, you know, because we didn't have an all-22 view of the game. Right. But – Hopefully they will take what happens, learn from it, and from here on out you continue to see that progress that uh, to me I think is visible now. 
of the defense improving week by week by week. And, you know, this next team that we're coming up against is going to have their own sets of challenges with Georgia State. But let's see if the defense can improve and, you know, make it a full game this week. Make it a full 60 minutes. They just dominate. So, um, I guess anything to wrap this one up, Cody? Um, no, I just can't stand Coastal. I just cannot stand. I know their fans. I'm telling you, it's, it's becoming more there too. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. absolute. Just I don't know everything about that university to me. It, just from an outsider's looking in, is just complete trash. I mean, honestly, I, complete I agree. trash. I agree. I mean, the the thing is, is like it's it's easy to hate Georgia State. Because of the whole attendance thing, and obviously people like yeah. being more, and you know. But the thing is, is like they, it's almost a little sad because they just don't have fans, and not that Coastal has like a huge contingent of fans. Obviously, it's grown over the last couple of years when they found success. Um, <clears throat> but you know, they, I agree. It's 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 they're 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 classless. It's it's just it's just tra- yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a trashy fan base, a trashy school, a tra- yeah, trashy head coach. Like it, it and 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 I mean, I think there's something to be said. Like literally, the entire conference hates them. Yeah, the whole conference. You know, like it's it's the one. There were App State fans that were cheering for us in this game. You know that happen. that's how much that doesn't happen. That's how much people hate Coastal, and and like I don't think there's another team in the conference that just has like a sheer amount of hatred. Maybe Louisiana, maybe App, but not not like that, right? I mean, there there it's a mix of like hate and respect. There's no respect for, no, for Coastal's none. program. None. There's none. So there's that. Yeah, and 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 I, I've said it before. I mean, you know. Uh, Partly because of that, I, I think this, you know, we've argued about whether or not Georgia State's a, a, a true rival or not, or not and, uh, you know, the consensus now, I think, among most of the fans, and, and you certainly were in this boat, Cody, is, is that they are. Um, but I've made the argument in the past, I think Coastal is becoming just as much of a rival of ours. I mean, geographically, it makes sense, right? I mean, they're close. Um, I think, that, you know, it's very similar to... Georgia State, I think they're somewhat desperate for a rival, yeah. right? I mean, I, I think they're they're still a new program. They're still like trying to really find their identity. Um, again, they're finding success, so they have that cockiness about them, um, and they they want someone to hate or want someone to hate them, yeah. and and, and ha- right. So so Georgia State went out of their way to really make that rivalry happen. I think it. it I wouldn't say it ha- that happened naturally, but because it was an in-state school, it it just it it did make sense um, with coastal, obviously, you know, not in state, but, but still close enough, um, you know, not much further than, than Georgia state. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I think between, you know, the Mo Bamba yeah. <laughs> incident, right. With the dance, the dance off. And um, obviously yeah, this game, I mean, we, we've, we've had some, some good games with this team, you know, and, and I, I think they're turning into a rival like it or not, you know? Um, and I, I honestly, I think it's good to kind of have a, a rival like that. I think that you just have like almost no respect for, but also it's just like a, a trash fan yeah. base. I don't know. You know, like you look at the best rivalries and um, like across the ACC well, and SEC, and and there's some of those you know, where you, you have well, one fan base that have no respect for the other. Yeah, and I, you know, as the Sun Belt begins to mature and and you know we play these teams more and more as the years go on, you're going to have more incidents. You know, 
situations that just kind of bubble up year over year, right? Like talk about the Obama incident. We're still talking about it two, three years, four years yeah. later. Um, this situation is probably going to go across all sports, you know, like what does Jared Benko do the next time that there's a weather situation and coastal has to come down here to Statesboro? Is he going to, yep. you know, let them have the grace and, and, and give them an extra day or whatever it needs to travel or see the COVID incident, yeah. obviously with Louisiana <clears throat> that they had. So, yeah. I mean, I think over time you're going to see the rivalries with each of these schools blossom in their own way, right? Like Marshall will have its own certain situations with that. JMU will have their own. Cause you're right. It's a lot of the off the field yeah. stuff, right? It's, it's not, yes, it's great games. Yes. It's overall records that are close. Well, some of them, will be um, like that. that's kind of how, you know, well, app state kind of came out of, you know, again, <laughs> trashy fan base, putting a field goal post through our team bus. And then, yeah, then right. you had the great games that kind of elevated it. But right. you then, um, you then, you know, you get the state and that's taken some time, but it's there, you know, whether people wanted to admit it or not, right. or coaches. Um, the same thing with Coastal. This will continue to blossom. And this looks like to be one of those kind of just hate-filled relationships where we just don't like each other. We'll yeah. see how it goes with Marshall and JMU and, oh gosh, the whatever other team we have in our division. Um Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Um, that in of itself has its own between I don't two really playoffs. See, okay. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And I mean, I'm excited about Old Dominion. I'm excited about JMU being in the conference. Obviously, they look, you know, like they could. Uh, look at they're hanging, um, hanging. I mean, you and I spoke yeah. on this. I think we may be the yeah. only two people in the whole college football universe that was actually kind of given JMU credit. Like, you know what? They're probably, they're going to be better than what people are thinking they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do they, you know, do they finish undefeated? Probably not, but who knows? You know, may, may, you know, maybe they pull them up. Nobody thought us. we were going to finish undefeated. Right, in 2014. So, yeah, it, you know, it could happen. They got a chip on their shoulder. That's a dangerous team. You know, yeah. a, a team with nothing to lose. They literally don't have a bowl game to play for, don't have a division title or a conference championship to play for. Like, they're literally out there playing for pride. That's a dangerous team. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, I don't really see rivalries developing with those teams, but I see, you know, um, competitive games. and, and Not just, instantly, just but games, I think fun, over the next four or five years, yeah. as long sure. as the conference stays together like it is, I think you will. Um, yeah. it's hard to see it now, but over time, these games, as we play, again, you need yeah. those moments. You need like consistent, close games. You need, um, controversy, you know, par- parody there and you need controversy and drama and you need like someone to kind of play that villain, right? You need that like Trey young to like the Knicks kind of thing. Like you, you, you need that. I think, um, with, with a lot of these like great rivalries. And I think that's happened with coastal maybe even more naturally than it's happened with state i think state it was really a matter of them winning and and owning the series right now i think if if it if it if it win art we've had this discussion before we made it a rivalry the moment we unveiled that banner the first time we played them when we when we claimed it was Paulson North, that's I mean when that's it was definitely one of those controversial things. Yeah, I I agree with that. But I guess my argument with that was if we were if we would have gone on and even through the summers years and all of this, um, continued to beat them and beat them bad, um, and we uh, and it was what, what this our ninth meeting now, right? Uh, they own five three in the series, I believe. I think so. Um, and if uh, if it, if it was eight and zero or seven and one. Yeah, that banner incident happened, 
if we reel off five, six straight against them after that, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't see that. Would as a we still not want to beat them by a hundred points? We would, but okay, then you wouldn't then have like the Ben Moore, but you wouldn't have the Ben Moores and stuff. I don't think you would still I don't, have Ben Moore. If we beat yeah, them would. by thirty every single time, you think we'd still have Ben Moore? He wouldn't be able to talk as much, but yeah, he would still be around chirping when he. What can. would he say? Like I, I mean, that that's I the thing. Know. It's like his his main their jerseys. I mean, the how only, cool their jerseys look. The only <laughs> look like the Georgia Force. The only the the only bullet in his chamber is is literally the the record. I mean, it's it, that's it. At and this their point. fake attendance so like, record. And the fake attendance, but even he's kind of backed off of that because he knows how laughable it is, right? Like, I mean, all you have to do is look his eye test and look at the pictures. Like, it's it's bad. So, like, even he's calmed, you know, backed off from that a little bit. But yeah, it's the record, and and he has every right to do that. Uh, they they have owned us as as of late. They're what the only team in the country that has a winning record against us at home. Right, we have one of the best home records in in the in all of college football history, and they own they own us at Paulson, and that's sad to to say, but it's true. So like that's what they have against us right now. So I I stand by my statement that like yes, the banner thing happened, but if if we just rolled them every time we met them, I just I don't think that this is that like yes, we'd want to continue to bear some, but I think it's like a Georgia Vanderbilt situation. At that point, no, it's I just kind of like I still think the hashtags are there. Southern, not states. I I just think that. But does that that alone make a rivalry? Just I mean, do we have hashtags with any other school besides out? Mm. No, no. But I love to see the ones that develop. <laughs> <laughs> Those would be colorful. Um. <laughs> anyway, so toast the coast. Moving, no, that was pretty. Moving, Moving on. Yeah, that was like um, Dad joke. Uh, we'll get to fun facts here in a second. Let's move on to Georgia State. Uh, obviously, uh, I know everybody's there. everybody's waiting for the fun fact segment. It's such riveting comedy, <laughs> riveting podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll uh, yeah. So let's jump into this. Um, so Georgia State picks up their first win of the season. Um, they go up to West Point. They beat Jeff Munkin and Army up there. Um, you know, <clears throat> after an 0-4 start to the season, um, after an embarrassing loss to Charlotte. Um, and but they've had a tough schedule, right? So that so this is schedule, this yeah. is this is the definition of a team that obviously you can't take lightly. We just talked about the, the record, um, them owning five, three, um, they've, you know, won what I believe the last two in Atlanta. Um, I think, uh, and, 2018. um, 2018. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then they won in 2020. Yep. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, and uh, deceiving yes. record, I yes. think, right? I mean, you know, they, they play two Power 5 teams. They play UNC, South Carolina, lose 35-28 um, to 28 and 35-14, to 14, respectively. They were leading against UNC, I believe, at one point. Um, they were in that game uh, against South Carolina. Um, the Charlotte game was super close, 42-41. to 41. Should have won that game, but, you know, again, embarrassing yep. loss. Charlotte, one of the worst teams in the country. Much improved, um, I think. No, they lost to uh, William but, and Mary. But still one of the worst teams in the country, and and they they lose yeah. they, they by a lot, yeah, by a couple of scores. But I think I think they hung with someone this last uh, weekend, is 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 why I said that. But uh, UTEP was forty one to four uh, thirty five. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, and that was 
Yeah. It's UTEP. Anyway, anyway, bad, bad football team, winless. Yeah. 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 Charlotte's only win of the season came against Georgia state. Um, yeah. And, and that was, that was in Atlanta. That was at Turner field. So, um, you know, and then, uh, yeah, they go up to West point they face Jeff Bunk and army. They win 31 to 14 Cody. So this was kind of pretty convincing win. I mean, 17, nothing at half 17, 14. Yeah. With, with six minutes <laughs> left. Um, but yeah. yeah. And, and then they pull away there, there in the fourth. Um, but, um, you know, Georgia State is a team they want to establish the run. I think, uh, you know, um, their quarterback, Darren Granger, uh, you know, we, we know him pretty well. Um, yes. I think a lot of people expected a breakout year no. for him. Um, hasn't had it. Hasn't had it, right? I, I, um, he's, he's looked really off at times. I think they've leaned heavily on the run this year right um you know he, he was eight for 12 157 yards and a touchdown um against uh army um but uh but yeah he um and and he's 67 for 124 um, just over a thousand yards 10 touchdowns four interceptions though on the year so definitely not kind of the the breakout season that i think a lot of people expected out of him um some people had him kind of as a dark horse candidate for for offensive player of the year um and uh yeah it hasn't shaken out that way but you know this is a team that um wants to you know they're they're balanced right uh, 205 yards passing 214 yards rushing they want to establish the run um maybe not do it quite in the same way that that coastal no, they're does more of a but power offense in terms of they want to beat you physically right yeah. with, with their offensive line kind of up the middle they have the greg running back guy that is just an absolute horse man like he is tough to tackle kind of like that carson steel similarity um yeah, from from Ball State, yeah, just a real hard nosed physical tackle or running back, and just hard to tackle. You got to hit them low, and you got to wrap up. Four touchdowns, yeah. three hundred forty nine um, yards. To get back to their quarterback, um, um, uh, yeah. Granger, uh, his big thing is accuracy. He's fifty four percent on the year, um, so that's going to be that's sort of his weakness. He has the arm strength. They obviously have the receivers there. They have the run game they have the offensive line um but his accuracy at times has just struggled um wildly off you know led to interceptions especially i think in that coastal game and will just badly miss a wide receiver um you can't expect that though in this sort of game you know rivalry gaming like you they say they throw the stats out the window even though he's 54 percent completion rate he may come out and be 80 percent for this game who knows uh it's just you got to, you know, take this game as seriously as you can. Don't let the emotions get too high. If you do, you're going to make dumb mistakes and dumb penalties. And we know that Georgia State is notorious for wanting to get under the skin of our players. They know that they are going to try to get them to bait them into personal fouls and sportsmanlike conduct. You know, the coaching staff has really yep. got to stress that you keep your cool. You keep your head in the game. You don't let your emotions overtake you on the field. Because if you do, you're just going to play into their dirty game that they want to play. And that's just honestly the the, the case to be made there. Um, rush defense for our team has got to step up big again. Again, you just can't do it for three quarters and three minutes. you got to do it for all four quarters. Um, secondary, same thing. A whole full game, you can't get beat because these receivers will beat you. The quarterback has the arm to get it downfield. Um 
you know, this team, as you said, what they're one and four now, um, should probably be two and three if things were to bounce their way differently against North Carolina. They could be three and two, to be honest with you. Um, this is not a team to be taken yep. lightly. If we do, we're going to get beat. So, to me, where this game kind of stacks up at is how well does our defense come out to play? What is their response? And how do they handle this week after, to me, what is kind of a, a crushing blow, how that Coastal game ended? Can they put it behind them? Forget, Learn the lessons, learn the lessons, but yeah. emotionally, mentally put that game behind them. Focus on this. Don't be down about it. Say this is another opportunity to excel. Come out, play the best game you've played all season because it's right there in front of you to take. Yep. Yep, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, with back-to-back road games, with back-to-back conference road games, um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a huge one, right? I mean, I don't think they were necessarily looking no, ahead they to this game, they playing coastal, but obviously everything, how that game played out, the fact that yeah, we, I think you know, the travel uh, screw up the travel is was a much more bigger effect up on and, the game than I think all people realize, yeah. and really you can't even really quantify it. Like, there's no way to know it if is. the travel was normal, how the game would have no. turned out, or if they'd have gave us the extra day would we have not blown it those last 12 minutes of the game? There's no way to know that. So right. we kind of just got to push out of the minds nope. as fans. Um, we can still be mad about it because it wasn't right how they did us. Um, but as far as sure. the team goes, they can't hold on to that. If you hold on and you feel sorry, oh, poor, poor piddle for me, yada, 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 that's going to affect you in this game. And you have to have your mind clear. You have to have your mind sharp. And if you don't, the things that I just said as far as how Georgia State's going to get on your skin, they're going to make you make a mistake or try their best to with unsportsmanlike, with personal fouls or, or unnecessary roughness, they're going to try to get you to get those 15 yards because they know they know the emotions that go into this game. You've got to be clear. You've got to be level-headed the entire time. That is utmost importance in this game. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't know. What I guess do we want to? Uh, you just said your keys to the game. Yeah. I mean, obviously turnovers. It's right? true. I mean, it's broken record, but it's true. One on one against Coastal. Um, we've what? We've only won the turnover battle twice, I believe, this year. Uh, maybe against Ball State yes. and then Morgan State, I believe. Um, and 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 that's the thing. We we had some opportunities against Coastal. Um, yeah, you know where uh, I, I think at least two maybe chances where we could have picked it off and didn't. Um, and and like we said, Granger is susceptible to that of of throwing a bad errant yeah. pass. Um, Got to capitalize off of it. Um, and I think if we can do that and then obviously get points off of it and get touchdowns and not field goals, um, I think this is one where this is one that we need. I mean, we need to make a statement, yes, after after the Coastal loss. Um, we need to beat them similar to the way Coastal did where it's never close. Um, and this is one where if we let them hang around yes. – I'm going to be really nervous because, you know, I, I don't think that that ends in our favor. So so this is one that we need to take in a quote from from Chad Lunsford, step on their throat and choke them out. Right. I mean, it, this, this is one from from for 60 minutes. We need to start fast, start strong, yeah. pour it on. <clears> and and, and the jump on um, top of that up. finish, finish drives for offense. You can't settle for field goals. If you set up field goals, yes. you're going to get what you happened this past week. You got to put the ball in the end zone, and you got to do it early and often. Um, yep. 
and we've seen that several times, right? I mean, the, the summer's years yeah. come to mind when they played, say, like the close games back and forth, but not finishing drives yes. and settling for field goals came back to bite us, um, especially against this team. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're going to want nothing more, obviously, than to, to take a commanding 6-3 lead in the series, and, and we've got to narrow that gap. I mean, we this is a must. It's a must-win game. I mean, it just is. I mean, uh, yes, they're a rival now, right? Uh, like, wait, it's, it's a rivalry game. We need to get that. We need to start to even up the series um, and establish our, our dominance in, in the state of Georgia, um, you know, as, as the premier G5 team. Um, and, and I feel like we're close. Close to yeah, doing that. It's just I mean, statement. honestly, I, mean, like, I feel like, like we're very close to doing that. If we can, if we can, we're close yeah. to doing that with everything. Yeah. But yeah, everything but the wins, and that's the thing is like Ben Moore still has ammunition because yeah. they own a five three record against us, you know. And and until we show it and prove it on the field, it doesn't matter. Yeah, their season, the Georgia State season, isn't playing out the way anyone expected or a lot of people expected. Our season isn't playing out the way a lot of people expected in the opposite way, where, where yeah. we're better than a lot of people, you know, a lot of people thought we'd be. Um, but that ultimately doesn't matter. That, that, you know, again, records are thrown out the window. You meet them there, whether they win mm-hmm. by a point or 50 points, they're going to hold yep. that over our heads for another year. And I just cannot yeah. take it. So we need to and, go up and there to be honest, and take care of business. You know, so these first four road games, I had to put our road record at two and two, which honestly, you know, that's, that's big. Um, yep. with regardless, you know, obviously getting back to 500 with, with the conference record and then going up four to overall one more win to get the bowl eligibility. There's a lot. Yeah. And again, a lot of people didn't expect that. If that's if that's the case, uh, you know, Georgia State was both of our kind of dark horse candidate for for the East. You know, as, as much as yeah. we hated to say it, like it, and it if we true. beat they, them, we pretty much take like them out of the conference. Ready, had their best season. Yeah, yeah, we take them out if we beat them, and we take them out of the equation. And and I I think I think that's pretty much the case now, right? Yeah. Like I mean, it, giving them an zero and two start in the conference would be. I mean, obviously they could bounce back from that, but I mean, in the way the East is is shaking yeah. out, it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, and but say, same thing to say for you know for them if, if if they if they deliver us a blow as close as that coastal game was, right? Yep. Still goes down uh, uh, as a loss. Uh, for us, so if if they beat us in this one and we go zero and two in the conference, three and three overall, like that is a huge uphill battle for us to to even be in contention. You know, yeah, in, no, the, you're right. in the East, come come the end of the season, not impossible, but yeah. So um, yeah, so just huge win all uh, all around, um, or a huge huge game all around. Fun uh, with facts. that, Cody. Fun facts. Fun I facts. start. I think you, you start- should start with the with the Twitter one. Uh, yeah, who it was, uh, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, do you, Jacob, I believe, but I don't want to get it wrong. Um, hold on. We're going to have to, gosh. Yeah. We have to go way back. We did not have this queued up up. and we've had so many notifications since then. Anyway, it was, I remember, I remember the tweet. So it was, uh, or it could have been true blue drew. No, I don't think it was him. No. I think it was Jacob. Anyway, the um, it was uh, that out of everyone in the Sun Belt, right? That uh, that uh, Georgia State has just one tree on campus. No trees. No trees. No trees. Is it no trees? No okay. trees on campus. 
no trees on campus. And then I said that you could easily uh, trade out, switch out uh, trees uh, for fans. Correct. <laughs> right. Yes. Or, or even, or even fan <laughs> uh, singular. Um, no, <laughs> no fan on campus. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, what a terrible campus. I mean, honestly, like I, I just, I, we, we have a lot of friends, Cody, right. We were talking about this before recording, um, you know, that we went to high school with, obviously, uh, we went to Berkmore high school, shout out Berkmore and, uh, <laughs> in, um, in Gwinnett County. Um, so we had a lot of, you know, friends that stayed close to home. And then obviously the, the, one of the jokes about, uh, Georgia state is, is a commuter school or suitcase college. Um, you know, I, I think looking back at it, right. Like I'm, I, no regrets at all. Like I'm glad I had the full college experience, got to get away from home, live on my own, the whole nine. Right. Um, get that full experience, be in a true college town, um, with that culture and that scene and everything. Right. Um, but like a, a degrees, a degree for the most part. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, all credit to Georgia state, they do have some, some good degree programs like business and things like that. So like <clears throat> taking nothing away from our, our friends that we went to high school with that went there. Um, but that campus, I mean, what a miserable experience. I mean, it's just right. I mean, you, again, it's, it's not a true college experience. You don't have a campus, you have no trees. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, what, just a a handful of buildings, right? Like I I think someone had said, well, they're like skyscrapers, but they're not really skyscrapers. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I I don't know. It's literally the leftovers of Atlanta. It's like whatever yeah. they didn't want to use. Okay, let's donate it to the college or the right. university. Which is what they did with Turner Field. Yes. And that brings me to my next point is last time there were fireworks um, at, uh, what is it, Center Park Stadium. Um, they were being shot out of uh, a Coke bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so that, there's my I was going to say it's the uh, campus in the Sun Belt that you're most likely to get mugged on walking to class yeah. is Definitely. that one. Definitely. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Or find unused needles on your way to class. Unused needles. Yeah. Uh, uh, or use contraceptives. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, what else yeah. can we go with this? Um, oh, I don't know. It's something about the train horn. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, they obviously copy everything that a professional team does. Literally, train horn, jerseys. Every parks, <laughs> I mean everything. Yep. I mean the blackout jersey. I mean they were literally carbon copy of the Georgia Force, and yeah. I miss the Georgia Force, right? Uh, defunct arena football team. They used to be in Gwinnett. Used to play at Gwinnett Arena. I used to tailgate for those games. They were fun games, but they were actually um, good too. They I think they won the. They league were good. Once. They were they, yeah. They won, yeah. They won the Arena Bowl once, and um, but but yeah, man, the carbon copy. I mean, we really <laughs> just put Atlanta over where they had Force, and uh, yeah. Um, and, and Benny boy was so proud of those. Um, most likely to probably get your ticket rejected. <laughs> your free yes. ticket rejected. Your free Groupon ticket. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's not forget that they did in fact put out a Groupon for free tickets to their football game. Um, I mean, that might be the saddest thing I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to college football. I mean, terrible. I mean, it's, it is. It's just sad. And like, and of course, like we buy up all the tickets. We have what uh, it was several years ago. Right. But they run 
um, a special where I don't even think it was Groupon. I think it was just like a coupon code. Yeah, it was something. They were doing they were doing mailers um, in like the vicinity of like the neighborhoods close to the stadium, and someone on one of the like Georgia Southern or yeah Georgia Southern chat boards or Facebook groups who was an alumni Georgia Southern alumni who lived in that happened to live in that area um, got the flyer. It was like hey like this is happening. Here's the coupon code. (laughs) code. We bought up all the tickets. And we bought all all the day. It was like buy one it. get one free. Yeah, and then they canceled a bunch of them, and like didn't even notify anybody. And yeah, it's just I mean their marketing department, and that's one thing. I mean, ben we Moore talk about how trashy after. Coastal is, but their yeah. whole ticketing office, their their marketing stuff. I mean, that is ran by a bunch of. I mean, just it's just a joke. Uh, it's a joke. joke. I wouldn't even call it trashy. Like Coastal's trashy. Theirs is just incompetent, sad. Yeah, just sad, incompetent, and sad. Um, unprofessional. And unprofessional. Unprofessional for sure. Um, but, yeah, and I would say delusional, right? <laughs> I mean, just like they're, the few fans that they have, uh, been more included, I mean, there's so much delusion in that, right? I mean, they're, they're like – we're in the center uh, center of Atlanta. We're Atlanta's team. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know we're the sun belts beneath us. We're gonna move up anytime. This is just a stepping stone kind of deal. Like it's just it's it, it honestly is just kind of sad. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, you know, but but again, we we have to put our money where our mouth is, right? And 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 win the football game. Yeah. Right. It's all for naught if 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 they get yet another one on us. So. Um, any more fun facts, Connie? I think that's it. That should wrap it up. That the the embarrassing moment we have for comedy is should be over. All right. So we said second or second in a row uh, road game. Obviously, we know this. Also, is too, be home if game. we lose this game, we're ending the fun fact segment. Where where this is, it's it's we're just going to end it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, if we win, we'll continue it. But but we'll continue. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. yep. So, so yeah, definitely will be a home game for us, even though, um, you know, the, the stat sheet or, or game notes won't show it, but, um, we'll definitely, <laughs> I yes. think we bought, bought some of the Groupons, uh, our, our fan base did. Obviously we have a huge, uh, contingent of following in Atlanta. Um, and, and yeah, so, so that place will be pretty full as normal mm-hmm. when we come to town, um, every other year. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, I mean, yeah, ho- hopefully they do come out in full force. Um, even, even after that, that disappointing loss against coastal, um, I think they will. I think um, so. I, think I mean, a lot of people had you're in the Atlanta area, while, so. go to the game, go to on Eagles, make it a home crowd. Like it usually is for us. Um, as we've talked about throughout this podcast and on previous episodes, this team's a lot better than what anybody predicted us to be. The offense is fun. It's watch can score the defense, at least through, from what I can tell, appears to be improving. Um, and hopefully they should take another step this week. But they had to shore up some things, tackling for one, which I thought was better for the most part. There were some runs that got through, it but overall it, it wasn't bad. We wear blue pants again, Cody. Um, see, I'm not a big. Where do you see, stand on I blue pants? It doesn't matter. Um, I'm not. I'm, you just don't care. No, I, see, I'm not. I'm not into the whole blue pants controversy. I really am not. Um, Pants. I'm not into the controversy. I'm not, honestly just not. I'm honestly just not a fan. See, I think they them. look nice. I think they look sharp. I don't. I do. I. I, I, I don't. I, I. I like the all white. I think it's a cleaner look. Honestly, the blue pl- pants with just the gata, it looks kind of half-assed. I, I just. I. I don't. I don't really Ooh, like. Man, I don't know. strong feelings if you're cussing on the podcast. 
I I just I I do I I I, I think like just just with Gata down like I I like Gata on the helmets and all this like the like subtleness of it but I don't know like it just looks like it's it's not a lot of like if you're gonna do blue pants like put more flair behind it right or or just do them plain blue I don't know more flair. but but I I like the all white look it's just it's just I mean the best uh, certainly the best alternate uniforms we've ever had I think you'll agree is when we played App State and had the the winged helmet oh yeah that was white. nice that was very good um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I I would love to see us either break that out or, or or do all white, but yeah, not really buying into the controversy like a lot of our fans are. But you know, obviously we had never won in the blue pants no, before we have heading won. into Lincoln, Nebraska. No, we have we won in the blue pants. I thought we never won. No, the blue there pants. was some controversy. It started. I can't remember. It's on the Gata DB website. It gives you the record with the pants, and we had won before with the pants. It was just that we but had like once. Yeah, there would have been some controversy. Like, there's have been some games that we had lost with it. I think one was a national championship, maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to look it up while, right now. But if you want to go look at the record, it's there on uh, GATA. It's a losing TV. record. Yeah. It's a losing record. Um, so, anyway, where, where, where this year, right, we won, lost in UAB, lost yeah, in we're one and two on the road because we won them all. One and two. Yeah, yeah. we won them all on our road yeah. game. So, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't find the color of the pants to be, you know, significant in terms of if we win or lose. That's more on the not superstitious. No, not with that, anyways. Yep. Just a little stitches on other things. A little stitches. Yeah. But not All with right. pants. <laughs> not with pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cody. Well, we'll see what kind of pants they wear. We'll see how many Groupons are cashed in. We're we'll gonna see. have a. Are we gonna have um, a tweet? Blue pants. <laughs> blue pants. I don't know. I, I I hope we like switch it up at least. I mean, if we're gonna break out some alternates, it's a different alternates. I mean, now would be the time. I wonder where we're gonna do it. We usually do like once during the year. I wonder what's going to happen. No, I mean, at this point, is all white? Is that an alternate? I I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know, but. I don't know these we'll things. Tweeted the the equipment. We're guys. not we're not privileged right, this to these information. Riveting podcasting right now. So we just spent ten minutes talking about pants. <laughs> um, all right. Well, with that, hopefully we have a win to talk about when we return from Turner Field and and start to uh, close. Otherwise, we close will bury uh, the fun cl- facts segment of the podcast. Yeah, the fun facts is done. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and fashion police talk is done, and we'll just get straight down to, to football because clearly he got that's, that's more working, emotional so. about the pants than anything else in the whole podcast. Did I? <laughs> well, you I, cussed. No, oh, I did. Is that cussing? Yes. Okay, I don't. know. We need to put a parental well, advisory sleep it out. Yes. Oh gosh. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we're gonna get some tweets at us probably. Gosh. My kids are in the car when I listen to this. We'll just Drop just them all a warning academy. On it. Be like, yeah. Be like, don't uh, listen. We don't need a warning. Will Smith always said he didn't cuss in his records, but he he said he said that word and and some other ones. But Eminem does. He just didn't say. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't say anything that Eminem does. Yeah. Uh, uh, out, all right. Well, with that. Yeah. With. <laughs> That's the second Will Smith slap <laughs> reference we've said uh, on this season. Um, I had the first one. I forget what it was. Um, but uh, it was five anyway. fingers to the face, Matt. Uh, slap. With that, with that, we'll pick it up, hopefully. 
hopefully at uh at four two on the year and and uh starting to even up this this series against the kitty cats there in turner field um with that as always southern not state Cody, southern not state inhale southern, inhale southern.